I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Don't forget about his offense when you think about his defense. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Don't forget about his... Don't Yes, don't forget about his offense. Hey, <laughs> my piece on DeLon Wright for Mavs.com is out today. You can hey. go check it out. I tweeted about it. Um, it's in yeah. the description of the podcast. Click the link, Mavs.com. Yeah, you can Read click it. on it. Uh, pretty much just hyped up DeLon Wright's offense. And, um, yeah, just talk about how he's kind of going to kind of play a similar role that he played in Toronto coming off the bench with Van Vliet. Now he gets to play kind of a dual ball handling system with Carlisle and Luca, and how it's kind of similar. And, yeah, some different catch and shoot statistics, different stuff like that. So you can go check it out. I actually have a real quick personal story. I was in a wreck this morning. No way. Yeah. So – this dude uh, decided to ride my bumper and, um, yeah, came to a kind of a quick stop. This dude slams into On the purpose? back of my... No, no, no. Give him a little, give him a little like, I'm going to show this guy. Break. Heck no. Break. Uh, this dude uh, slams into the back of my car on the way to work. And uh, so we get out. He's a college student from San Antonio, and he's, like, apologizing. He's like, this is all my fault. I'm like, hey, bro, I, I understand, man, like... Yeah, uh, that's uh, in those he type of situations. Though that's that's. Important. Oh yeah, yeah, and he told like the police and everything that he's like, "Hey, this is my fault and everything." Uh, so anyway, we sat there and talk while we're waiting on the police, and so we're just going back and forth about sports, and I mean, we're just chatting it up at this point, and. He's like, yeah, from San Antonio. Uh, man, I'm a Spurs fan. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's the case. My tires are messed up. Uh, my trunk won't open. Um, what What else is wrong with my car? If you're a Spurs fan, then there's plenty of things wow. that. Spite uh, that. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, shout out to the Richardson Police Department. I, I have to go through Richardson and I just want to give them a shout out. Not I don't know if anybody associated with shout them. Shout out to Jerry to and the gang over at Richardson Police Department. <laughs> I just want to say because they 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 were there so quick in like 15 minutes. Shout they out were, to Richardson. <laughs> nothing going on over in Richardson. Exactly. <laughs> but they were so nice. They man, they got everything taken care of. Like it was just it was the smoothest everything like everybody that yeah everybody was just so nice and was so quick and they made things happen and um yeah i was just really impressed of how they just dealt with everybody there was another wreck that happened right in front of us that caused our wreck so they were dealing with all these people all these cars and i just give them major props because they were yeah it's just i was just really impressed shout out there you go shout out to the richardson police department shout out to that spurs (laughs) fan that his insurance is going to go up. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to our friend Dylan. Dylan! Dylan is starting his first year at Arizona State. Yes, it's you, Dylan. I know that every Dylan was like, is it me? And then if you're not you. starting at Arizona State this year, then it's not you. Dylan, you are you are a Sun Devil, right? Is that right? That's a sun, there are Sun Devils? Arizona State Sun yeah, Devils? I think so, yeah. 
that's where James Harden went to school. You could be the next James Harden, uh, but I think you're a Mavs fan, so you don't want to be James Harden. Yeah, but I heard your beard all, all like starts to grow as soon as you get on campus. <laughs> Men and women. That's what uh, the uh, in in the. <laughs> Dylan, man, college is going to be a blast. I hope you have fun. Uh, College years are so much fun, and you make all these crazy life decisions over these next few years. So uh, enjoy it up, live it up, uh, but be smart about it too at the same time. There you go. Shout out to Dylan. All right, on the podcast today, we're going to be diving into an anything but Mavs mailbag. We have a whole bunch of questions, NBA and otherwise, that you guys sent us. So Isaac, let's just get started right away. Do you want an NBA, a personal, or an other question? What do we start with last? And there's time? one question I didn't send you on purpose that I think. Oh my gosh! Seriously. <laughs> um, let's go with other for two hundred. Other for two hundred. Let's do the one that I didn't send you. Seriously. Sapor sent us this question. So who? Sapor. I think it, it's probably pronounced a different way. It had lots like of, Sephora. No, like S A E P O R. Anyway, he sent us this question, and I would like to know, who's your favorite chipmunk from Alvin and the Chipmunks, or can you name the other two chipmunks? Dang it. I was going to say Alvin. (laughs) It's the only one. If you can also name the colors that the chipmunks are. Teddy or Theodore. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Theodore! Theodore is one. Who's the other one? I don't know. Bernard? It's Alvin, Blank, and Theodore. No. You Charlie. never watched Christmas, Christmas time is here. Oh, boy, that tells me the name of it. I don't know. Alvin, what? Simon, Theodore. Simon. Those are the chipmunks. Huh. There you go. Who's your favorite chipmunk? Theodore, by far. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's go on. Let's move on to an NBA question. Why would somebody tweet us that question? That's your go-to question? He was tweeting a bunch of joke questions, and that was the one I found the funniest. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Let's do an NBA question. Did Ginger ask, who are the 10 most powerful people in the NBA? Could be owners, agents, players, commissioners, anyone. I narrowed that down to five because 10 is a lot. Um, So let's just narrow it down to five. Are there multiple commissioners? I guess David Stern could be like... (laughs) Secretly, like, like behind the scenes, behind the scenes, like trying to make things happen. Still, <laughs> puppet master, Blood Ceiling is still is, out there. Roger Goodell, I don't know. This is kind of hard. I have four for sure, I guess, and then like I have five names, and, and see if any of our names are the same. Okay, LeBron James, for sure. Kawhi I mean, you. Le- I think Leonard. you. I think you make LeBron. Okay, this yeah, I think LeBron is the argument for one or two. Oh yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna number him, yeah, I think he's number one. Well, I put Adam Silver one, and then LeBron. I think two, LeBron but. is more powerful than Adam Silver. Okay, I is that crazy? I mean, kinda, I don't think that's crazy. Uh, I mean, I think I guess power is kind of relative, but yeah, it's hard. yeah. Uh, so I have LeBron, Kawhi, and Durant, the three most powerful players in the NBA. Is there any other player? Oh gosh, um, I didn't even put another player besides LeBron. I I put like Steph Curry as a maybe. The thing about power though is I think Steph gave away a lot of his power when he signed that huge deal. Like he's just there, right? Well, I think well, it goes back to like what does power mean when you know because Steph's under contract, does that mean he doesn't have power? Does like if power he wanted mean- to trade, if he if he demanded a trade, the Warriors would trade him, right? I'm thinking about power in the league, power with endorsements, power with 
just voicing opinions, power with just league in general. Uh, if we're talking about just like shifting the league, I think Giannis has to be up there because Giannis, you know, could shift the whole league and really yeah. soon within the next he's two like years. He's like coming up into power though. He's like he's like about to get there, right? Like if like I think a lot of us are are looking into the future and saying Giannis could be this guy that has all yeah. the power in the NBA, but yeah. So Kawhi just did that whole thing where he orchestrated all these different moves and maybe he played the Lakers and maybe he was playing the Clippers at the same time and maybe he was just trying to make this happen the whole time. He's calling all these people on the phone, called Jimmy Butler, called Kevin Durant. And he got it. Ha- he made it happen. He got a guy that was not even <laughs> a free agent to to get traded to the place that he wanted to go, which is I think that's power right there. Okay, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I'll overlook Kawhi. And then Kevin thought- Dur- Kevin Durant this past summer made. I mean, people were moving heaven and earth to try and get him on their team. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think if Durant was fully healthy, he would have been right there with LeBron for me. But I still just put LeBron in my top five. The other two I had were Adam Silver and Greg Popovich. Okay. That's my five. Hmm, pop. Interesting. Pop. I didn't put a single coach. Um, I think Popovich, just his voice. Like, he has a powerful voice. If he says something, like when you were talking earlier about when you say something and it means something and it matters to the league, that's that's yes. when I think you have, have real power. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Pop. I didn't really think about too much coaches. He would be the only one I'd really consider, I guess. Yeah, that was the only one I thought of, too. Um, some other names I'll throw at you. I put uh, Michelle Roberts. Interesting, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's the, what do you call it, director of the Players Association? Yes. President so, of the Players? Uh, no, she's not president. What do you call it? She's like executive director. Or she pretty much represents the Players Union and whenever uh, CBA stuff happens and all that stuff. So, she's, Executive uh, director. Okay, there you go. Um, so, yeah, I put Michelle Roberts on there. I put Jerry West on there. Ooh, uh, that is a good one. Jerry West, the man who uh, the traded logo. for Kobe, signed, signed Shaq, then went to Golden State, uh, made Kevin Durant happen in Golden State, and now he works for the Clippers, uh, coincidentally, who just got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, even though he says that he didn't have anything yeah, right. to do with getting Kawhi Leonard, uh, whatever. I can't imagine uh, no. all that's coincidence, right? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I put Jerry West on there for sure. He has one of those powerful voices, too, like like Greg Popovich. Yes. Uh, and then some of my maybes, I, de- I put Steph Curry on there. Uh, I think Rich Paul's getting really close to that. Yeah, I put Rich Paul uh, with LeBron, like on the same kind of like he counts yeah. for LeBron's vote. <laughs> he's in that same kind of camp. Yeah, because now he's kind of representing something bigger than what he is, especially with his – you know, the NCAA stuff looks like it was targeted towards yeah. Paul and Rich Paul countering with the athletic piece. And everybody, everybody read that across the NBA. Like he's kind of like the most well-known agent right now to like NBA fans. Maybe not. There's bigger agents in the league right now, but as far as like power voice, all that stuff he's getting there. And then a low key one that I threw out there was Jimmy Pataro. Mm-hmm. He's the president of, or Patero president of ESPN. And just of how much they control with getting the NBA out there worldwide and that power between the NBA and ESPN. And he has a lot to do with how many uh, viewers uh, get their eyes on the NBA and stuff. So Yeah, so the NBA has 
they announce their all-star starters. They announce their, you know, Team USA. It goes on the jump first. There's a reason for that. Yeah. ESPN yes. or NBA releases their schedule. The jump gets it first. The the jump gets the interview with Adam Silver. You know, when the schedule gets released at the NBA Experience Day, when it opens. Like that there's a reason that those things happen. ESPN, you know, if even when you go back to last year when the like the LeVar Ball stuff was happening and Rick Carlisle and them were talking about like, hey, like if y'all don't stop, you know, like they were uh, I think it was Stan Van Gundy a year or so ago and was like, Hey, we he brought the lights. Like we do all these special behind the scenes and access and quotes and stuff with the ESPN before games, and all this stuff that people don't know about. He's like, Well, I'll just stop doing those if y'all yeah. are gonna So like there's a lot of stuff that ESPN has Really tight relationships with the league that, yeah, there's some power there. Here's one that we totally forgot about. Adrian Wojnarowski. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm taking off I'm taking off Kawhi and putting Woj. Oh, yeah. Woj is definitely there for sure. Woj, uh, Brian Windhorst called Woj the 31st franchise in the NBA because of how yes. much power he has. And the fact that, you know, uh, Teams give him information for a reason. They get information from him. This the, I mean, the master of whispers. Really, if you watch Game of Thrones, he is the mas- master of whispers for the entire league. And every single franchise employs him in a way, right? Like, yeah. They all use him, and he uses all of them. And it's, it's crazy that the 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 quickness and swiftness that he gets these reports. There's a reason for that, and there's so much work that goes into that. For sure, so, he is definitely in this top five. I thought that was a great question. We named a whole bunch of people, but. You kind of get the gist of what we where we came up with. So let's take a break, and when we come back, is Vince Carter overrated? <gasps> Our hypothetical fits for Carmelo, oh, and other Lord. questions coming up next. Not Alice. All right, Isaac. Next question on the anything but Mavs mailbag. How big is your disgust for Dwayne Wade? This is from Sense uh, Sensei Lee. I mean, how big? Do I have to explain big, this? How I big mean, is it? I don't know. It's pretty dang large. <laughs> like if you were in yeah. a room with Dwayne Wade, would you look? I, would, yeah, you, would you be able? Have, to, would you be able to look him in the eye? Yeah, sure, for sure. And tell him something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've literally looked at Dwayne Wade in his eyes and asked him if he thought all of, if he deserved all of his free throws in the <laughs> six five. So, uh, yeah. I feel like not a lot of people in the world, Mavs fans, can uh, can say that statement. And he got pissed. He didn't like the question, but I at least and asked Le- him. LeBron was there, too. Yeah, I've told this story in the pod, so y'all can go back and figure find it somewhere. All right. Um, okay, Jonathan asked, did y'all watch Stranger Things? And if so, what did you think? And then he asked, how does it, how does it stack up against Game of Thrones? First of all, it does not stack up against Game of Thrones. Stop. <laughs> it's like a different genre of TV. Uh, you just can't. I don't even think you. Can, it's like saying, okay, how would this goalie stack up against the best point guards in the NBA? Like, uh, I just, I don't think you can compare them. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd say. It'd be like you're like asking, how does campaign stack up to Steph Curry? Like, it's not even. Oh, okay, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's very good, but it's not in. The, it's not the same genre to me. Yeah, I mean, no, one, no, I don't watch Stranger Things. I gave it a few episodes. I tried. It just wasn't my thing. I didn't get into it, and I, I'm. it seems like a great show for people, but it just wasn't my thing. I, I've i watched all of them, and the season one was so good. I mean, season one is one of the best seasons of television ever, Just if, especially if you discovered it 
without all the hype behind it. If you discovered it just by opening Netflix one day and like, oh, here's this like new sci-fi you know, show about these kids. And so you're like clicking, you're like, oh, I'm going to try it. And maybe you had heard some things like, oh, Stranger Things is good, but you didn't really know anything about it. And then you really dive into it. And then you just get to see this whole new world and you get introduced to all these great characters. These kids are just are, are really cool. They're all really good actors. It's just this whole new concept and what Eleven can do and all those different things. It was just, it just drew you in. There's just a little bit of, there's like a ton of suspense in it. There's a little bit of horror that keeps you on your toes. And I just thought it was so great. Uh, the most, I mean, re- I'd, I'd watch it over Avatar. The most, re- you, the <laughs> podcast has ended. You may continue by yourself. Hey, you had a great video today on your tweet using Avatar, the last airbender. Hey, you know I took advantage? It was a deal on Amazon. Amazon Prime, 25 bucks for the whole season. Blu-ray? I got it. I told you I got it. People are going to think this podcast is broke, too. <laughs> you may continue this podcast by yourself. Um, yeah, so I really like Stranger Things. Uh, the most recent season... I thought they did some things well. I like the new characters they introduced. Uh, I don't want to give things away because I really—that's one thing I really don't want to spoil. Yeah, Nick, don't spoil anything. It de- it definitely ended better than Game of Thrones. Shut up. You still like the ending of Game of Thrones, and that is just ridiculous. I wouldn't say I loved it, but I don't—I don't think it was that bad. It's like a middle of the road thing. Like, okay, cool. It the ending was the now, ending. Here we go. I don't want to go back and watch it like i see memes or i see parts about the show and i'm like i don't even want to go back and do a rewatch of game of thrones even from the beginning mm. you know what i started watching the other day west wing such an old show but i'm like sure let's just try it <laughs> try it out is that the point of the summer we're in sure I, that's the point i'm i'm in if y'all want to make a recommendation of something i should watch right now if you send me any avatar crap i will block you everyone send but, them avatar crap no, I'm not. I'll block you really It's actually fast. impossible to send Avatar crap because none of it is crap. It's all very good. Oh! Anyway, if y'all have show suggestions, y'all can shoot them my way. <sighs> yeah. So there you go. Like, that's yeah. that's how we feel about Stranger Things. Um. Okay. Cool. Let's do let's do this one quick. Let's do NBA. What? We'll do the NBA. The NBA ones I think will take a little longer, so let's get these done and then go to another break. Commercial. Aaron asks, top three comedy movies of all time. Oh man, I'm the wrong person to ask for this. Let's just do our can... our favorite ones or ones that we really like. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, I'm gonna sound like a really big uh party pooper here. One, I don't really watch a ton of comedies. And I just have a weird sense of humor to where I I love things that make me laugh, obviously, but I just don't find a lot of things to make me laugh. Like I I've seen Step Brothers, and I just don't laugh. Like I just don't find it f- like that funny. That's a very specific so, kind of comedy, though. So it takes it takes these unique dumb movies that not really dumb. It just takes unique movies to come out that I'm like that's really funny. Like I actually enjoy. I'll give you an example of one. Where the Millers? Okay. This movie cracks me up. I think it's one of the funniest movies. But I get like why other people think, hey, this is just a stupid movie. Like my wife, she doesn't like that movie. But I like it. If for some reason it's one of my favorite funny movies. The classic, the first hangover. 
I think it's, I think that was great. I still laugh when I watch that movie. So it's like, yeah, there's weird movies like that that I enjoy. But a lot of movies like Anchorman, um, Step Brothers, some of these movies that a lot of people throw out there, I just don't like. I mean, I'll watch and I don't know. I'll smile. I'll, I'll chuckle, but I'm not like laughing. I'm starting to doubt that we should continue to do these anything but Mavs mailbags because I don't think people will. I think people will turn on us. What's some of your comedy stuff? One of my the first one I named my top three comedy movies was one of them was Anchorman. Oh, okay, I mean, like I don't hate it. I don't think it's like stupid, stupid. I just like I love chuckle. San Diego. Do you have another one? So my my three that I named Anchorman, The Princess Bride. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, I love that movie. I think that one's more dumb than Anchorman, but and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a deep, deep dive. This isn't an actual movie, but I love this. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Absolutely love it. It's not a movie. It's not a movie, but I, it's still one of the funniest things. I, Are we just naming funny still, things now? Stop it. It's a kind of a movie. They just make fun of movie. So, yeah. Anyway, I still quote some things from where my dad and I used to watch as you know, when I was smaller and stuff. But anyway. We we uh, kicked around the idea of doing a Mystery Science theater 3000 for uh the mavericks if we could like watch, yes. watch film and we had this whole plan and would have been a good idea but then i moved someday we could maybe pull it off someday possibly all right let's take another break and when we come back is vince carter overrated all right isaac so mavs new era asks us is vince carter overrated or underrated i thought this was a great question because one you love vince carter so much and two I don't know how Vince Carter is rated right now. It feels like he has a high, he has a high approval rating, but I don't know if his rating like as a player is people aren't saying, you know, Oh, he's one of the 20 greatest. He's one of the 50 greatest. Like, I don't think he's up there. So where, where is he? Where do we, where do we think he's rated right now? Well, I think these past five years have definitely helped him. You know, it was just a five, it was just a handful of years ago that, there was a legit question of will Vince be in the Hall of Fame, and I think these past five or six years have cemented his place in the Hall of Fame. I don't even think it's a question at this point. He'll be a Hall of Famer, which is kind of so, weird, right? That these five, last five years cemented his legacy in the Hall of Fame. Well, I think it, it has a lot to do with his like career numbers too. I mean, he's gonna play. He's gonna be the only player in NBA history to play twenty two seasons. Yeah, that stat's really gonna stand out. It's really, really gonna stand out. And on top of that it's going to be crazy that he's going to be able to say here and say, if he plays into next year, which he will, because he's playing the season, the moment he plays in a game in 2020, he's going to be the only player to be able to say he's played in four decades. And that's just, I mean, insane. That's one of those stats. Like Dirk is the (laughs) Dirk scored the most points against every Eastern conference team or something like that. It's like one of those weird stats that you pull though. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so that, that, that's crazy. And then, I mean, obviously you go through some, some of the big stats and for, I mean, we were just looking at some of these before the pod, but I mean, if he hits 50 something threes this year, he'll be top five all time in three point field goals, uh, minutes played, um, right now he's, well, he's top 20 all time minutes played, but like, yeah, just some of these games, like games, Obviously, with games, we were talking uh, before this. If he plays uh, in 82 games perfectly, 
plays in all 82 games this year, he'll pass Kareem and be in second place all time in games played. Uh, but that's going to be hard. He'll probably he's obviously going to sit out some games, but he should pass uh, Dirk and who did I just say? I'm drawing a blank now at this point. Kareem. No, who's it? Oh, he should pass. Uh, he'll pass John Stockton and Dirk in games play. He's only like uh, 25 games away from Stockton and then another, you know, gosh, another 35, 40 games from Dirk. I mean, on top of that, whatever. But he'll he'll pass both of them. He'll be top three all-time games played. Long story short, his all-time rankings will definitely help him. And these past five or six years, he's just become so beloved across the league as – He's the greatest in for me. My dad and I argue this all the time. He's the greatest in game dunker of all time. My dad argues for Dominique Wilkins, and I love both of those guys. So I just should that he matter has, going to the Hall of Fame? I think it. I think it does from an entertainment aspect of it for sure. And the what he brought that 2000 dunk contest. What he brought that. I mean that was for a generation of case. us. That helped his case for sure. It did. It sounds stupid, but like for a generation of of fans, I mean, that's one of the things I look back on growing up and just everything and just as NBA, like that's one of my favorite things I look back on. So he doesn't have the ring and he doesn't have these conference finals moments and all that stuff, but he has the longevity. He has these cool moments like dunk contests and different things and yeah, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. So underrated, overrated. I still think he's a little underrated because, for me, I think people look at him and just view him as a dunker. And there was a life before. And there's a life besides dunking that Vince Carter's really good. Yeah, listen to his eight-year peak. This is like from his second year in the league to like his ninth year. This is with Toronto and New Jersey. Twenty-four point six points a game, five and a half rebounds, four point two assists per game, one point three steals per game. I mean, that's stuff in the stat sheet. He made all eight all-star teams that in those years. He made two all-NBA teams. Uh, he won Rookie of the Year the, the year before. Uh, and he is now 25. He's had 25,000 points. That's 20th all-time in the NBA right now. He's going to pass yeah. Carmelo, and he'll be 19. I'll be really curious on how the league treats him this year because, I mean, you know it pains me to say this, but he's he's not the same level as Dwayne Wade and Dirk as last year. No. You know, th- those are all time yeah, rings, he, everything. Like, does he get the the All Star Legend appearance? I think he should. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just really I'm really intrigued of how the league in general, uh, not just the NBA, like the NBA, but like different teams, like the going away party, pretty much uh, the tour and all that stuff. I just, I'm really curious how the NBA as a whole treats Vince Carter this year. Will they treat him on the same type of level as Dirk and Wade last year? Or will it be, Hey, we love you. Good riddance. You know, we'll see you on (laughs) NBA TV. I'm just, I'm curious about that. We also never hold Vince Carter's playoff, you know, successes or failures against him. Really? He's only been in the final Eastern Conference Finals one time. Now mm-hmm. it was with Orlando in 2010. Uh, he made the second round four times, and that's as far as he ever made it. Yeah, and I mean, if we, yeah, if we want to sit here and say that could have changed over the past five or six years, it definitely could have. Because if it was just about resume and what you could just put on a piece of paper – Vince Carter could have been playing for the Warriors, the, you know, or any of these like 
contending type of teams over the past four or five years. But what has made him even more beloved is he's been so open of saying, I don't want to ch- you know, chase like some of these guys do. I don't want to join the best teams in the league. I'll join a Sacramento. I'll join an Atlanta team. I'll I, like, I'll, he played three years in Memphis. Like I'll be on these bottom of the barrel teams in the league and, and help grow these young guys. And he gets enjoyment out of that instead of, joining these contending teams just to experience the finals and all that stuff. So if it was just about that, he could he could have that on his resume right now at the end of his career. But yeah, I think the biggest thing you can hold against him is the Toronto tenure and all of that. And the way that, that he exited too. Yeah, how he exited Toronto, that was it was really sour note. Like and imagine all the stuff that people are saying about Kyrie right now, it was worse for Vince Carter. Yeah, and it, you know, yeah. Obviously, he missed the shot in the playoffs, and you know that. Yeah. So, but anyway, that stuff gets forgotten. I forget about it because I I want to, and I will defend Vince Carter till my death. He's my favorite player of all time in any sport. So I think Vince Carter is a little underrated. I think his approval. We talk about him aesthetically more than we talk about him as an actual player. I think yeah. right now. Uh, and so I think that him as a player is kind of underrated a little bit so to answer the question. Uh, Porz Doncic, Porz Doncic says, where's your best hypothetical fit for Carmelo? Carmelo, there's a report that came out that he's been secretly working out for the Knicks and the Nets. Let's say you had to pick one of those two teams. The Knicks and the Nets? I thought it was just the Nets. Dang. If it was the Nets. Uh, no, I think... Honestly, I think he's going to get obviously get attention whatever team, you know, if he does sign with the team. But I mean, you might laugh about this cuz you don't want him in LA, but honestly, I just think it's the Lakers. Because I think everything else will overshadow him. I I'm afraid if he goes to a team in which he's trying to fill a hole, like if he goes to a team and says, "Oh, I'm going to go there to be their sixth man or I'm going to go there to be a certain uh like role and be like depended on to be something um and they don't have a ton of other stuff going like there's gonna be a lot of focus on him he goes to the lakers it's still ad it's still lebron it's still boogie it's still he's just a bench piece at that point and whatever he gives you congratulations so i think it's a situation like that that he needs to go to with no pressure no huge limelight really this has been the conversation with carmelo forever (laughs) and i yeah i mean I don't know if it, I don't know if there is a good spot for him right now because I don't know where his head is. The, the interview with Stephen A. Smith didn't really clear a lot of stuff up for me. He was like, "Yeah, I can accept my role now if my role is told to me, so I have time to mentally like prepare for my role." Like if you if he if he doesn't have the self awareness to figure out what his role should be in the NBA right now, like I I don't know. It's probably why he's not on a team. Yeah, for sure, and because it's like feels kind of right, hard to he- say that, but. Should he go to somebody like Charlotte and just get buckets? Or the Knicks. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, he should, like, yeah. If you're the Knicks, you should sign him and just, let's just get buckets and you're going to suck. But you at least get a fun PR stint out of it. The problem is he should play four. <laughs> they need a four. <laughs> to complete their set. <laughs> so... Okay, there's our questions. There's our, our anything but Mavs mailbag. Uh, uh, no, I don't think Carmelo is a fit in Dallas, by the way. Some people's tried to, some fans have tried to make that a thing on Twitter. Yeah, I haven't seen that so. very much. I'm, I've been glad for it. Good, good. There you go. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. We'll be back tomorrow.
Peace. Oh, boom.